Hey guys, what's happening? Uh, welcome to My Thoughts Monday. This is the second installment. And uh, today, just in between groups, I wanted to talk to you real quick about the role of technique when it comes to cutting and teaching our kids change of direction. You know, when we think about technique, most of the time when we're talking about the strength and conditioning realm, we seem to be talking more often than not about like exercise technique, how the kids do their cleans, how they do their squats, their deadlifts, whatever it may be. I want to take a step back and start talking about how they actually put their foot in the ground and cut. I think that this is something that we at best, and I'm guilty of this too, gloss over at from time to time. Um, we are a very, very drill based profession you know we like to have things where we do x to see y show up um you know like the whole idea of like hop stop plant push things of that nature as opposed to actually just teaching these kids how to put in the foot in the ground how to put their foot in the ground excuse me push and take off um now, don't get me wrong. I think that there's a lot of places where these drills are extremely important. And I do think that a lot of them do assist in teaching these kids how to move better. But what I would also argue is that at times, especially early on, we need to teach them the actual skill that we're asking them to perform before we end out doing these different special exercises because that's really what they are, right? We're, we're trying to break down these movements into pieces and teach them how to do the big movement by doing these small parts. I mean, really, that's kind of part of the definition of what a special exercise is if you look at the definition by Verkoshansky. Um, I see this cutting technique, obviously it's important in helping the kids move and perform better and actually know what they're doing, right? But a second step I could see it being important is their return to play protocol. We talk about how there's all these issues, you know, with non-contact ACL injuries because it's proven, right? We know that. We know that these happen. We know that there's things we need to do to get, you know, to help decrease the risk of them occurring. Um, but we know that it happens a lot in cutting. But we look at the deceleration, the landing, the stopping, whatever we want to call it. But we never really look at them just putting their foot in the ground and cutting. So we do these special exercises to help prevent what happens in the action as opposed to teaching them the actual action. So I'm not saying it's a cure-all because it's obviously not. I mean, things happen, you know, like bad things happen. It's just how the world works. But I think that this could be something to help not just with that, but when they're coming back to play. So if they've had an issue and they didn't know how to cut right and we just throw them back to the wolves, well, they still don't know how to cut right. So all we're doing is setting them up for failure, right? Now, piggybacking, obviously the greatest increase in risk of injury is having a previous injury. So if they were hurt, I don't know if this is gonna be the cure-all to help them or not. But it just makes sense to me that we would want to teach them how to do these skills before we throw them out there to perform in their sport. The other thing where I've seen really good success with it, and I think that it's become really important uh, in our program, is in the areas where we give the athletes autonomy. So when we're talking to the men and women that we work with, we're able to actually break down the movement because they understand the technique. 
So we can sit there and help them with their exercise selection and moving things in and out of the program to better assist them in their performance. What do I mean by that? Well, a, a good and simple example is, as uh, my director, Scott Brinks, you know, says, is it's like they're trying to, they're getting stuck in the sand. Or as we would talk to our guys here in basketball, like they, they feel like they're just sticking a little bit. They can't just plant boom, and cut and change direction, right? So what are we looking at there? What are some problems that we have with that? What are some things that we can do to better assist that? And then you can sit and talk with the athlete about the technique, about where it's showing up, and break down the exercises you've done and then modify them to help the kids perform better. This has been a spot where, again, knock wood, we've had really good success with the K-Box. We've had really good success with delayed squats that Dr. Yeses talks about. Uh, if you look at any of the programs that we've put online, I think I call them isoecentric squats, where basically it's four, it's a four count down, super duper slow, with a pause for four seconds, and then four more and a pause, and you do this for up to four pauses, and then you jump at the end. You should be moving so slow that you don't quite get to 90 degrees at the bottom of it, or at least that's how we've done it. Um, and it has, it's, it's helped these kids who have had a hard time with that getting stuck, or, or as uh, Coach Brink says, you know, getting stuck in the sand and not being able to just boop, pop off there and get moving. Or if they don't feel springy or elastic and they feel that that's the bigger problem, obviously then getting into some extensive jumping. Leg-to-leg -leg bounce, low box jumps, hurdle bounces, things where you're just boop, 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 short coupling, extensive jumps have had uh, a lot of help with us. Um, and we always do those going forward before we do them side to side. Uh, it's just the way that we've had the most success with it. And then going from two feet when we're going side to side, so like side to side bounces with two feet to side to side bounces or bounds, just bouncing back and forth. And then of course, tying that in with special exercises like uh, a side lunge and a forward lunge with the bands uh, is obviously a, a great pairing for them to work together in that situation. Uh, so yeah, I think that teaching these techniques and building these techniques from the ground up and making sure that the athletes understand how to actually perform the cuts and the movements we want, and then tying that back in with our return to play protocol and, and giving the athletes autonomy when they understand what they're supposed to be doing uh, and how it can help them be better at what they're trying to do are, are really huge benefits of, of teaching it and, and reasons why I think that it should be something that we do more than gloss over. Um, you know, this is something that Dr. Yeses really harps on a lot, something that Joseph Johnson talks about all the time, you know, two people who have had a, a ton of an impact on me as well as guys like Matt Tomey and Jeff Moyer, who uh, have had a, a great ton of success implementing uh, this strategy. So I hope you guys take something from that. I hope this at least starts to uh, build a discussion. We'd love to hear from you. And if you did enjoy it, please share the talk, guys. It's, uh, as always, we're just trying to put the best information out there that we can. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And we will be back next week. We will see you guys then.